Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the year for the last ones in podcast. I am Jariah Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today we watched Dogma, directed and written by Kevin Smith. Um, last year we started off with the biggest down, one of the biggest downers possible of a year where honestly we had a lot of downer movies. Yeah, we watched all the monkey movies. <laughs> we did watch all the monkey we, movies. We did watch all the monkey movies. That was not the most downer thing. Um, yeah, it was the scary movie trilogy. <laughs> kind of, actually, <laughs> quote unquote. Quote unquote. <laughs> um, no, so we started off last year with three boards outside of Missouri, and I was like, we should start off with something fun this year because I didn't realize like how dark last year was for us to start with <laughs> we did watch a lot of cynically dark movies we really did so decided to go with a kevin smith comedy me and e uh picked a couple of comedies at the last minute and then robbie was the deciding factor on what we ended up watching By a couple for of comedies, whatever weird reason we looked through his list yeah. not his list his physical movies yeah i saw this dread and holdovers you didn't see holdovers, not holdovers you saw zoolander. Sorry, zoolander holdovers isn't similar yet. titles I do have holdovers on, on backward. They're both two words combined into one word. (laughs) Um. So yeah, we watched Dogma, but I want to ask, how was your guys' holidays? How was your holiday, Robbie? I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my sleep schedule got thrown all the shit, but that's kind of par for the course for me. That's gonna Uh, happen. Yeah. It it got a little bit more complicated than that, mostly because of like my sleeping arrangements. Whenever I, I went away and like some things that were kind of my fault to be to be one hundred percent honest, but. All in all, it was still it was a good vacation though. Like um, a lot of things that I didn't realize were problems were with my everyday life. I kind of came to raps, like how I went on about how like my vision kind of gets blurry because I stare at things too long at work. Yeah, that all went away whenever I was on vacation because I wasn't straining my eyes all the time. Oh, good. Yeah, I stopped eating seven cans of sardines for breakfast. I think that's gonna help a lot. <laughs> it helped with my sodium intake. I'll say that much. Fires. <laughs> yeah, I made fires. Slightly less fires. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Great. Uh, e, how was your holiday? You were there. I was there for a lot of it, yeah. yeah. All of it. There's two of it. How many holidays are there? Like Probably a bunch. One? <laughs> that we celebrate. I don't, I don't know your life. Maybe like three? That's true. Well, no, because Hanukkah, I think, was already ending by the time our stuff was coming out. Yeah, Hanukkah was over, I think, yeah. I, surprisingly, I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. I'm shocked. Being not African-American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I'm pretty standard. Had a nice Christmas with my family and Jariah, <laughs> <laughs> the in-law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then had a nice uh, New Year's with Liz and Jariah. <laughs> New Year's uh, was fun. And then after my his shift was over, my roommate joined us. My other roommate didn't. No, I'm still offended. Uh, she says she thought about it. Oh, well, that makes it better then. <laughs> but she at least gave it us too thought. late. She said she'd feel weird if she just walked down after like a couple hours. No, I'd be fine. Oh. Anger. I, I did inform her Rawr. that uh, Liz in particular was upset. Liz was very upset. Yeah, but it was a good time. No, yeah. Played board games. Uh, did my guitar of the year. Yeah. It's extremely nerve wracking as always. Get, getting better every time though. Nah, I fucked up real bad. I, I didn't just, notice it. Yeah, you did, because I said, oops, I'm going to skip this part. 
Oh yeah, you did say that. <laughs> that's the trick. Other than that, he didn't notice that's it. A, that's a trick they don't tell you if you play guitar. If you say "oops, I'm gonna skip this part," you're legally allowed to skip it. <laughs> True, it's in the law. Uh, I was playing uh, for context for Robbie. I was playing uh, two of us, and I got to the bridge part where it's like the solo part, and it changes all the chords completely to play the backing of that, and it's kind of weird to skip it for like strong structure structure because you just play the chorus twice if you do uh i practiced it and did fine but once i was up there my nerves got me so i just kept messing <laughs> up and i said all right i'm gonna skip this part <laughs> no i get that I've, I've done similar things before usually i'll just skip the entire song and play something different whenever that happens though the tr- well i mean i chose right because everyone kept humming the t- just the two of us for the rest of the day still in my head actually yeah dry's still humming it when i'm over here <laughs> two three weeks later yep still just right there right in the back of my brain but yeah pretty classic stuff dry bought me saul so i can finally finish that yeah watched him the better all the better call saul on blu-ray box set and it just sounds like it's a mess of a box set yeah no it's a bad box set uh some of the cds fell out when i opened it for the first time they stacked oh. four cds each side it looks like maybe three are supposed to be there there's a box set that we're currently watching something on for a series and I can't say exactly what it is, but I can say that multiple seasons were in the wrong spots. Oh, this one too. Um, so the issue... no, like it's marked as a different season. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was upset with this one because, you know, Saul has six seasons. Yeah, seven, six, six, six. Oh, okay. Uh, there's four flaps. So some mm. of the seasons are literally buried in there, Gosh. and I was scared that I was gonna be like, "Hey, try it. They're just missing the fourth season." Luckily, that wasn't true, but... That would have sucked. They were hiding it behind the menu, I guess? No, like, it's, it's like, 20 discs. And they were hidden behind Season 3 and Season 5. Weird. Very, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it was kind of a weird box set. You pay for the branding, not for the actual quality. You pay for the Blu-ray, really? (laughs) Jason. I don't know, Blu-rays aren't... I mean, it would be, like, 8 times 20, so I guess 160, judging by average Blu-ray prices that I see. The price differential, if you got Better Call Saul box set on DVD, was 50 bucks. Ah, It's significantly more for Blu-ray. Dang, dry over <laughs> here knowing I would just watch the DVD, buying me the Blu-ray. Because you would just watch it and it would look like shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, damn. So yeah, who was that guy who was like always behind Saul? You're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, there was like every time he was near a wall, this like big blurry dude showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd just be blurs. Uh, anyways, Jariah. Yeah, what? Hi. Your holidays. Oh, they were fantastic. I could have a guess. <laughs> they were fantastic. I had a great time. I actually had holidays off this year. Nice. Uh, by force. <laughs> I forced it to happen. It you was... had to fight a lot of people. You know that movie, Scott Pilgrim, was like that, but they were all CEOs. <laughs> yeah, I lost, though, so I, yeah. I still work there, unfortunately. <laughs> But yeah, it was great holidays for me. I got a bunch of great stuff for people who watched the stream. They got to see uh, more and more tiny gremlins appear for every stream behind me. I don't think that's true. I don't think they could see that. They at probably all. could not if, see that at all. If they were paying enough attention, though. If they zoomed in to our 720p stream of the camera. <laughs> not only is the... So the stream itself is 720. The camera is the additional 720. And I think that just makes it basically 480. And you got to zoom over my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> if you looked at it, you could see two pixels change every stream. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been great. I got a lot of Gremlin stuff. It was a fun time. 
got it over the garden wall keychain. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the movie that we came here to talk about today. Dogma. All right. Kevin Smith's The Dogma. Significant lack of dogs in this movie. No dogs. Yeah. Yeah. But there are a couple of maws. One or two maws. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is 128 minutes long. Rated R for a bunch of stuff that's not listed on this back of the box. I'm going to guess language, some sexuality, weed, crude humor, drug use. Yeah, I think it's like all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. I know like profane language, uh, theatrical elements, and a couple other things. Probably violence, strippers. Whatever the thing is of uh, using religion in a bad way, I think that's actually part of a ratings thing. Dogma. Dogma. It's rated <laughs> R for dogma. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's rated R. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. R? R. Rated R for a bunch of reasons. Um, I have seen this movie a few times. Robbie? I've seen it a handful of times. If I remember correctly, uh, this was my way of introducing Kevin Smith to you before we understood who Kevin Smith was. It's very true. This was technically the first Kevin Smith film I ever watched without knowing who the fuck Kevin Smith was. Um, E, you've not seen this. Surprisingly. I'm shocked. I know. It seems I'm, up my alley. I'm literally shook. Shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> um, yeah, we watched the DVD of it, which is out of print now, so it's not really easy to find the DVD. You can find it on secondhand. It was sold everywhere at the time. They just don't make new ones anymore. Um, the woke liberals got to him. Man, Kevin There's... Smith had to deal with so much stuff with this movie, actually. Yeah. I bet. Uh, there's kind of a story behind that. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when it was released... Maybe um, whatever a different released. time. What was that one church who was always picketing things? The Vatican? <laughs> That's just the Catholic church. Um, the uh, one in Kansas? The, the Westboro Baptist? Yeah, Westboro Baptist. Yeah. Uh, he had to deal with them a lot with this movie. A lot, that a lot. Sense. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. They're not even Catholic. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I think I remember that because... Um, I no, remember... actually it was Red State that he did that with. That he had to deal with them Oh, a lot. was that one? He dealt with... A bunch of Catholics for this one, but it was the Westboro Baptist that he dealt with. Because I think it was with this movie that uh, there was a protest outside one of the theaters. Yeah. And he was actually with the protesters, and they interviewed him not knowing that he was Kevin Smith. Yeah, he joined in on the protest, and then he got picked for the interview, and they didn't know he was Kevin Smith. So he just pretended like he was one of the protesters, and he said ridiculous shit. <laughs> it was great. I heard that the director of this movie eats babies whole. <laughs> it was along those lines, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sniffs feet. Yeah, it was it's great. The, the footage is out there. It's hilarious to watch. Um, but he's had many rubs up against religion because of all the kinds of movies that Who he makes. Hasn't? It's true. That's very true. Um You I don't know if you still get them. Liz used to get the like newspaper that said if uh movie was a wholesome christian movie or not catholic a uh, wholesome catholic sorry, movie. Sorry, she yeah. does still get that paper and i still find it hilarious to read because occasionally there will just be like hey don't watch any of the other movies there's a catholic movie out this month and they'll just say amazing no matter what it's about no matter what the critics ratings are they'll say it's the most amazing movie everybody needs to go watch it 10 out of 10 they never rate if anything's good on any other movie they just rate if it's wholesome or not but anytime it's like a catholic centric movie it's like this is amazing everybody has to see it <laughs> it's the most it, biased bullshit. I was going to say, it's almost like they're biased. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, if people want to watch this movie, where can they do that? So this one's kind of a hard one. It is. Uh, 
I guess a not so fun fact about this one. Uh, the distribution rights are kind of in like this weird hellscape area of it because technically the, the distribution rights is owned by Bob and Harvey Weinstein because yep. as people who know Kevin Smith, like he did a lot of movies on Miramax with the Weinstein brothers uh, early on in his career so he can get like them out and distributed and like people can see it. Um, they have declined at least, at least two separate offers from Kevin Smith to sell the rights back to him. And because of that, there's actually nowhere you can legally stream this movie or buy it digitally. Has he tried just killing him? Not Probably yet. Probably not. I think he gets the rights back if he kills them. I think that's how it works. <laughs> you win in a gladiator arena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also that would just like improve the world if that happened. It, would, it wouldn't hurt it. <laughs> But yeah, uh, because of that, they're uh, they are not allowed to uh, yeah have it either be bought, rented, or streamed anywhere. So digitally, l- legally, digitally wise, you cannot really watch this movie. You have to be able to find a used copy somewhere, especially considering it's out of print. Yeah, go pirate it. I can say that. <laughs> no, no qualms. Go pirate it. Uh, yeah, this or one's if, find a loose DVD copy somewhere. Yeah, with how it's going, uh, this one's going to be. One of those that are significantly harder to find over time. Yeah. Go to Google, type in dogmafreemovies.org, <laughs> click the first link. When it asks you if you want to download an EXE, do it. That will be the movie. I don't think this is good advice. <laughs> no, no, no. That purple gorilla, he's definitely in the movie. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box. It's a fucking long back of the box. Um, this is them kind of stroking themselves kind of back i don't know i haven't read it i have i'm not even really looking over it it's a wall of text on the back of this box okay a long Uh, long time ago in a galaxy far far away (laughs) one thing that i'm actually looking at is there are quotes on the back of it like every fucking movie has but for roger ebert uh thumbs up actually which is funny (laughs) Him saying thumbs up, or like, is it just like a JPEG of him with his thumbs up? No, that's the quote, thumbs up, because that's how he rated thumbs up or thumbs down. Wow. So, <laughs> so they didn't want to pick out anything he said in particular. Then, just he liked it, or they liked it. <laughs> thumbs up. I, that was kind of the thing in the '90s and early 2000s, though. It was just like, like two thumbs up for this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robert Evert is always just a good person to put on yours if there's any positive spin. Yeah, yeah. like he was like the person to put on your movie if yeah. he liked it. Robert Evert, yeah. Um, so yeah, here we go with the back of the box. One of the most talked about movies of the year is also one of the funniest. In this hilarious comic fantasy from writer-director Kevin Smith, two banished angels, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, find a loophole that would get them back into heaven. The only snag? They'll be destroying existence in the process. In an effort to stop them, the overworked voice of God taps cynical mortal Bethany to save the world by preventing the angels from reaching their unholy destination. New Jersey! Throw in two unlikely prophets named Jay and Silent Bob, the quick-witted yet little-known 13th Apostle, and a sexy former muse with a case of writer's block. And you've got a hysterical, thrilling race against time packed with an all-star cast that Entertainment Weekly called one of the ten best movies of 1999. I guess? (laughs) That really makes the distribution of those characters sound way more than it is yeah it really does the muse is in like 20 minutes of this movie if mm-hmm. that yeah if that yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it's back of the box you know <laughs> uh, i tried what what even are the movies that came out in 1999 i feel like one of the 10 best isn't that like 
great of a phrase. I feel like Godzilla came out that year, right? Which one? That was a bad Godzilla. I think it came out in 98, though. It was like the check. first American Godzilla. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I we think still don't have a good American yep. Godzilla. I put it... I'm not even joking. I put it in 1998 in Google, and one of the first things that popped up was Godzilla. <laughs> okay, well, it came out in 1998 then. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking for funny. 1999. <laughs> what, are, what are the 10... What? What won the Oscars in 1999? <laughs> so far, one of the few movies... Come that, to Live? I have no idea why that's on... C-U-M. <laughs> yeah, C-U-M to Live. It popped up. So, I... Sounds like a normal movie to me. <laughs> For a popular 1999 movie, so far the two that I've seen that I actually recognize is Cruel Intentions and 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, okay, 10 Things I Hate About You is fun. Uh, Boys Don't Cry was a decent, uh, pretty good movie. Uh, Would you stake your money on that? On 10 Things I Hate About You being no, fun? No, Boys Don't Cry. Oh, Boys Don't Cry? I don't remember it. Uh, that's the one with Hil- Hilary Swank pretending to be a boy. Right. Would you? You haven't seen it? I don't remember it. Uh, it was based off of a true story of like this girl who wanted to be a guy, and so Did like she, she like, joined to be a boy. the basketball team. No, uh, she Is that started the dating... one in the Walmart. No, <laughs> that that's Is this a... Hope floats. I think Is this a trans coming of age story. Yes and no. It's actually a true story about it, like a trans who was killed by a bunch of backwoods ah. boys. Yeah. Oh, that's Is that fun. What the... Is that what the movie's about? More oh, or less. Oh, was Boys Don't Cry the one that almost got an X rating? Yes. Okay, I do know that movie. I don't know the movie, but I know of you of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's... We're not finding any many things, so that's yeah. concerning. Boondock Saints? Okay. That's fun. It's well regarded now yeah, as mean, being fun. Robbie's been scrolling for like 10 seconds to get yeah. to these three movies. That should tell you something. That, yeah, that should say all it is right now. I'm not finding a whole lot of movies that I recognize. Top 10. Uh, I guess Turner. Double Jeopardy came out in 1999. I don't even know what that is. So you know Jeopardy? Yeah. Double it. Oh, <laughs> two extra bucks. <laughs> All right, I think we're good. For yeah, there, there, there's a lot of movies that are just eh. Disney probably had something. Out. Maybe Disney was not. Stitch was 2001, so it was something before Stitch. Disney wasn't doing good, but they released shit. I don't think anybody was doing good in 1999. I think Fight Club came out in 1999. Did it? I think so. Google it. Fight Club release date 1998. <laughs> right, this is the last thing we need to look up. <laughs> the last thing. Yeah, 1999. All right. Okay, well. Well, Fight Club was definitely the best movie that came out of the year. Maybe. Fair. We don't know. We don't. A lot of movies came out. We haven't watched We've never most seen of them. Come to Live. Come to Live could be a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the trick is to make sure you get the right one. <laughs> Not C-O-M-E-C-U-M. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways, Dogma. Um... Let's go ahead and get some uh, initial thoughts here. E. Hi. What did you think of the movie? This is not what I thought this movie was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? I was actually expecting something closer to uh, Life of Brian. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just like with the Kevin Smith twist on it. Like, I thought it was going to be more about like, I don't know, just kind of like what religious people were like. Oh. And how they don't really... Follow the actual word of God, which it kind of is. Kind of is about Not that. Not really, though. There's hints of it in, in monologues. That's what I mean, though. That's not what the movie's about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was not expecting this, like... Uh. I mean, this is a lot more serious than I expected it to. It does get serious. 
I mean, especially when you're like, oh yeah, Jay and Silent Bob are the main parts of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Which they're not very serious, but you know. No, Jay and Silent Bob, I think the most serious thing they ever do is in Chasing Amy. And that's really just Silent Bob with his Chasing Amy speech. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is actually a lot of fun. I actually enjoyed it a lot more. It. I mean, I'll never be able to like get in that mindset but like it's so funny to me like the idea of people getting uppity about this movie because i would argue like most of it's in like good faith arguably i actually would agree like uh this is gonna be like a weird comparison that like two people wouldn't remember (laughs) i learned about this adult swim show called black jesus (laughs) oh yeah i remember that existed yeah so like a lot of people got uppity about when it came out but i watched someone who actually like watched show and reviewed it is like i don't other than the obvious fact of there's a black Jesus, he was like, this is like a completely in character rendition of Jesus. And like, he does everything Jesus would do. And it's not like trying to take anything he does in bad faith or anything. Right. And like, this is one of the closest to like just a holy religious show. And I think even if I remember correctly, the creators are like Christian and made that show for them essentially. Oh, well, there you Um, go. So like, I think this is kind of that where it's like, the only real like controversial parts are just like hey what if jesus wasn't white you ever think about that you ever think about what if he wasn't he's jesus all the way jesus 100 percent jesus not white and everyone's like impossible you've got a this step man in the far. middle east must have been white <laughs> are you saying a man born in egypt can't be white <laughs> yeah um but yeah like i don't know it's i mean it's a lot of fun it's does get serious at points and like there's a lot of really good kind of dialogues going back and forth between it. A lot of like fun ideas. Um, a lot of stuff that I feel like is like probably way more novel back then than now. Like, Oh, what if God's a woman and stuff, which is jokes that's been done to death at this point though. I, I mean, obviously that's probably always been like a thing people talked about, but like, I wonder if a lot of the main, like main show stuff with that started from dogma. I would, I would wonder, honestly. I wouldn't doubt it because, I mean, I was a child, but I don't remember a lot of people being, what if God was a woman? I don't remember a lot of that until yeah. I was in, like, high school, quite honestly. Yeah. But that might like, just be a high schooler kind of thing. Yeah. Also, you know, you did live in a small town. Lived in a small yeah. town, yeah. No one would question that in that town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of fun, really fun, like, character moments. Uh, all the actors are genuinely really good in this he got some fucking talent fucking for this movie snapes in yeah. this. I don't, just, yeah alan rickman yeah he's, he does a better job than he does in, Sna- in harry potter i feel like honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree uh yeah no he got some really insane fucking talent for this movie actually it's yeah. almost surprising it's like the best actors you could get in 1999 <laughs> kind of yeah yeah like, pretty much <laughs> which includes chris rock which includes chris rock man say what you will about chris rock I will. Okay. Uh, him and Fargo season four is fucking amazing. Well, in like five years when we get to it, I'm Maybe. ready. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Chris Rock has always been a really good actor, but they've always seen him as just a comedian. It wasn't until recently that they, they let him do stuff like with Fargo or with uh, Spiral. Spiral. Yeah, yeah, he's so good in Spiral. I literally only know him from Everybody Hates Chris, and I think he's in like those rush. What is it? Rush Hour with like Jackie Chan? Nope. No, that's uh, Chris Tucker. Oh, mm-hmm. my bad. Uh, Chris Rock is in all of the Adam Sandler movies. That's Pretty much. Never after seen like 2002. I've seen Jack and Jill, and that's the only Adam Sandler movie I've ever He's seen. He's probably in there somewhere. Actually, I guess technically 
eight crazy nights, but that's an Adam Sandler movie for sure. Yeah, but like <laughs> they're not gonna put Chris Rock in that. I don't think they might have. I, I don't know. To be fair, like Chris Rock actually struggled a lot in his early career. Like one of the earliest movies that I know him of was uh i think it was new jack city which came out like 1992 yeah and in that one he plays like a small role wherever he plays a crackhead in that that like ends up going to rehab and like bettering himself only to like fall back into the habit and then like ends up getting killed by a gang yeah yeah new jack city's all right it was uh all this to say yeah i like this movie and wasn't what i expected at all where would you rank it on your kevin smith uh ranking board above clerks 2 for sure. Okay. <laughs> but under Clerks 3. Under Yeah, above Clerks 2, under Clerks 3. I guess I have to decide if I like it more than, than Clerks, Clerks 1. Or not, one. Yeah. And it's hard to say because they're such wildly different movies. So fucking different. Like, this is such an odd movie. Especially, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, I think I get, like, how Kevin Smith writes and all that <laughs> after watching three of his movies. <laughs> and, uh, no. <laughs> not in the slightest. That's why I like Kevin Smith, because, like, he does write a lot of the same stuff, and every now and again, he'll just throw in something completely fucking different. Because mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Uh, I think right now I would put it under Clerks 1. Okay. With the caveat of Clerks 1 is one of the first movies to write showed me, and that is obviously going to hold sentimental value. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clerks 1's real good, so... I'm a, that's this better than Clerks. I mean, this is uh, not as good as Clerks one for me. It's just so good though. It's not as good as your favorite movie of all time. What a what a surprise! Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts on Dogma? So I do have a little bit of sentimental value with this one, just because, like I said, this kind of was our introduction to Kevin Smith movies. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the humor is just kind of eh still because, uh, it kind of clashes a little bit be- between the sentimental moments and the funny moments, and like. They work, but, like, it's almost jarring going between one or the other. But I do like the sentimental moments and some of the monologues that they have of it because they are thought-provoking. Because, like, they never, like, really sway you one way or another. But they just tell you, like, just think about it for a bit. Like, I'm not trying to tell you which way to think about it, but to think about it. And I did like that aspect of that movie, especially as a kid, even though we grew up in a small town and everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't be questioning things like that. Like mm-hmm. the whole, what if God was a woman thing? Because I remember bringing that up after watching this movie to the people and they're like, oh, well, he made mankind in his image. <laughs> and like Eve was made afterwards. So that was a whole other thing. And then like the only people who were like accepting of it were the ones that are saying like, well, he's not really anything like what this yeah. movie says of just like he created man in his image that like, includes men and women. So it's kind of like what you perceive him as. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of issues when people forget that like, words come from places yeah (laughs) and mankind isn't literally mankind it comes from a long lineage of stuff yeah Yeah. i mean when you go back to like the actual origins of the word man it's just meaning a person it doesn't mean anything else like a woman is supposed to be like a person that can give birth to other people kind of thing that's where the whole womanhood thing is so like a man is just like you know a some unable person. to give birth to yeah. no a man is just like just a person yeah. like uh when you go back to like some of the earlier but that's like a whole other discussion everyone's but, a man but some men are women is what we're getting <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i do like this movie like i said it does hold some sentiment of value but like some of it is like some of the acting is kind of eh. like there is like the whole i do have a gripe when it comes to deus ex machina but this movie kind of has to end on a deus ex machina well 
yeah yeah dealing with god this yeah. one is has to be god <laughs> at the end of it yeah but like we'll, we'll get into that whenever we start talking more about the meat and potatoes of this movie but all in all because i think of the sentimental value i have this movie and because like it can be thought-provoking whenever it go- comes to certain uh subject matters in this movie i do actually rather like it yeah i think that the boardroom scene is such a good it's dramatic so good. speech such actually a good, it's an amazing scene but also could completely not have to be this movie yeah, yeah. It, do, it doesn't got to be there at all but i'm so glad it is same um yeah i like this movie a whole lot how come robbie doesn't have to put it on his kevin smith list robbie where would you rank it because <laughs> he's seen a lot more of them yeah <laughs> where would you put it on your kevin smith list robbie this is gonna sound weird because uh with the kevin smith thing it's also with eve like it's like right underneath the first clerk's movie um I haven't seen all of his clerks mo- or all of his movies, but I'd say it's like under that, but it's still like above like say Jersey girl or um, chasing Amy on that. But oh, like, I feel above like- chasing Amy. Yes. Oh, okay. But like, oh, yeah, it's been so long since I've watched chasing Amy. I don't remember all of it. It's good. Put chasing Amy below this one too. I'll put a pin in chasing Amy and I'll say it's like <laughs> above some of his other uh, dramatic work. Cause like, that's the thing about Kevin Smith that I'm realizing is just like, he did comedy and then he wanted to do something more dramatic and like something that has like some more thought and meaning behind it. And people didn't mm-hmm. uh, like it quite as much. And so he tried going like a middle ground with this movie of like having some silly comedy stuff, but also having some serious moments in it. His it, highest critically rated movie is chasing Amy. And I think his biggest box office win is clerks three. And Clerks Three only made like thirty million. <laughs> I really, I really well, should like rewatch Chasing Amy, like yeah, like six years later. Like because the last time I watched Chasing Amy, we still had stars. Uh, with, long time uh, ago, yeah, a long, long time ago. And I think it's like I watch, or I didn't even think I saw the beginning of it. I think I started watching it midway through. That's that was one of the most disappointed I had ever been in me when we watched that. <laughs> this was before I realized E was Ace. It was before um, I realized yeah. it too, but to be fair. So, yes. so that's like, the movie that real made E made E realize that he was ace. Like, oh wait, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, <it> is. <laughs> she jerked off seventeen hockey players or whatever. No, no. she finger she was one. called finger cuffs. <laughs> it's a whole story. Um no, I was gonna say I did like whenever I was looking up a where to watch this movie, I did see that like I guess Dogma did make its money back. Like it was considered to be a commercial success. Uh, it made like $44 million, but also cost like $11 million to make. Right. <laughs> Does he just buy everyone McDonald's and that's how he pays his crew? <laughs> he basically <laughs> just pays his crew, honestly. He doesn't do a much more than that. Yeah, because like, to be fair, like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were a big deal, but they're also really close friends with Kevin Smith. I think they were in this movie as almost like a favor to him. Yeah, this was right after, this was done right after Chasing Amy, I think. Um, And so this was like, Chasing Amy was huge for Ben Affleck. Like, that was movie was fucking huge for his career. And so this was probably like, a, all right, you did one for me, Kevin. Let's tr- see if we can do it again kind of thing. And Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are fucking inseparable at this time in their career. And so it's just almost a gimme for having both of them in there. A huge boon. I think that this is, they have some pretty great performances in this, actually. Good chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. They have, yeah, they have great chemistry. They work so well together, honestly. It's weird. It's like they're best friends in real life or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't inherently mean you'll do good on like a show or stuff, though. They just really get along with each other, though. Yeah. Um, and then he went from this to it was e- I think it was either Jersey Girl or Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. 
It might have been Tracy Girl after this. I got to look that up now when that movie was made. But it was after Mallrats, which is his second worst movie. What was his worst? Jersey Girl. Oh. It's pretty easily Jersey Girl for me. There is a alternate cut of Jersey Girl that he has only ever shown at his theater in Jersey. Um, and there's no, like, physical way to watch it. Uh, but it's, like, huh. a completely different fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. The Schneider cut. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> What'd you find, Robbie? Uh, Jersey Girl was done in 2004. Oh, yeah. So this was... Uh, Strikes Back was... Jane Silent Bob was before that then. Because I think that was... In yeah, the- Jane Silent Bob Strike Back was uh, 2001. Yeah. Space yeah. Odyssey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kevin Smith's career has been just all over the place in his movies. Yeah. But it's kind of good because it shows that like he makes the movies that he wants to make. Like He yeah. doesn't feel like he has to only make comedy or only make drama or only make like this or that he can kind of i feel like he can kind of do what he wants but i know that he's also had like this whole big weird thing because like um like the first clerks movie was done on like pennies basically like he didn't pay anybody anything they just did it because they wanted to be in a movie and like he still ended up maxing out all his credit cards for like what was it like the twenty thousand dollar movie that it was twenty five thousand right. he maxed out every single credit card and then instead of paying his loans for college yeah yeah and then like that movie did great once it finally uh, wasn't it Sunfest? Or... I think it was Cannes. It took or Cannes, it Cannes Festival. It was one of the festivals that it went to that it, oh, people started to like really like it. And then that's when it was purchased. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then he decided, like, I'm going to do a big budget movie, which is Ball Rats. And then that failed. And then he did another low budget movie, which did great. And then tried to do another big budget and it didn't do well. And like, it's so kind of gone back we and forth. never give this man a budget. I he, he started going like I think that's where he started doing the whole like just like cutting corners wherever he could to make it as low budget as humanly possible. Yeah, he Was, really does. I mean, it's the thing of like restrictions can really bring out art. Yeah, like it's it you know it's been beaten to death, but like it's a big reason why people are like, yeah, the original Star Wars are way better than the George Lucas remasters. Right. Yeah. Because when he can do everything. He does everything, and that's not what you need. Yeah, you need to restrict your imagination to be more creative. I think that is always the best way to go about it, even when you like don't want to, because everybody's always like, "Oh, if I had this and this and this, I can make it this and this and this." But like, having restrictions makes you restrictions have and to deadlines figure it out in a far more creative way. Yeah, yeah. I would say that and deadlines because yeah. um, there's a movie that's actually been being made for like the past forty years, and it may never be finished because Boyhood too. No. Uh, <laughs> Swear that's God, like a whole other story. If there's, if there's a fucking movie that out, comes out in this manhood, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> the sequel Gr- to Boyhood. Grandpud. <laughs> but um, I can't even remember the name of it right now. It's a Russian film, but it's uh, supposed to be like a stop motion thing. And the way they're doing oh, the stop right. motion is uh, like makes it to where like they're working way harder on it than they have to and like they have almost no budget for it but because they also have like no time limit on it so they've been working on it for the past 40 years and they're in their 80s now Jesus. so like it may never be finished yeah it's kind of sounding that way deep in the cobbler was another one that yeah that was, was notorious for the issue being he spent too long on it yeah like uh apparently thief in the cobbler was like the original inspiration for aladdin but Aladdin came out before it because he, he spent like 20 or 30 something years working on the thief and the cobbler. And yeah. like that movie's insane. Cause they're still finding like stuff that he drew for it. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I forget how long ago it was, but like some people were just kind of 
like they were sifting through garbage basically yeah. and they found a bunch of cells for this movie and like there's a recobbled cut of this movie that's just everything that he made for it huh um that also there's like seven different releases for this movie yeah david the cobbler is a masterpiece to look at it is not great story-wise i'm gonna be quite frank <laughs> it's boring as shit story-wise yeah. but but like <laughs> the visuals are absolutely incredible on that movie though yeah. okay that one's weird because like it's an issue of they he probably needed more deadlines and stuff for him yeah. to actually finish it but also he got fucked up hard by like executive meddling like they basically made forced him to just release an unfinished movie and then they did shit like make the silent uh protagonist have a voice just completely fucked yeah. it entirely. Well, yeah, because the thief and the cobbler are supposed to be completely silent throughout the movie, and the cut that went out to theaters uh, was they both like put voiceovers on both of them. Yeah, I'd be. I would never finish it out of principle. I think he died before. <laughs> well, either way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, that's a whole other rant yeah. about deadlines and yeah. restrictions. Uh, there's, you know, there's a, as with most of there's a healthy medium with all this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually seeing the opposite where there's two restrictive deadlines on a lot of stuff nowadays. Right. Yeah, that's very true. But dogma. Dogma. <laughs> but are we 40 minutes into this episode? Yeah, we are. We've talked a little bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's get into more of the meat and potatoes of this movie. Yeah, let's do a quick run through of what is really happening in this movie because there's a lot of religious nonsense in here. Um, Try getting re- making sure early that all the religious people leave before he gets to his real opinions. <laughs> um, I do think that it does hold a. Oh, by the way, I like, I, I don't remember if I said I do like the movie, but yeah. it does hold a, a good middle ground of like being very um, open about its thoughts on religion for a lot of stuff, but the characters within treat religion very high and mighty very respectfully like it's it's treated like religion still yeah for most of the characters except for uh jay <laughs> really <laughs> um, I, 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 I would argue that bethany's kind of a middle ground of it because yeah, like, she she's kind of till the end yeah yeah because she's the one who's like fighting on like whether she has any faith left or not and then there's like one side pushing her towards faith and then i guess jay pushing her against it <laughs> kind of yeah even though it's mostly herself pushing her against it but that's a you know the movie yeah um to be quick about it, I will say the movie starts off with God getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, we don't know that yet. You're not supposed to know that, but I don't know how you wouldn't just put two and two together immediately. <laughs> Listen, when they immediate when they say it, yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, but, yeah. When they start talking know, more so, about it, but it could have been like representative of how the world's gone to sin. Could maybe. be. Yeah, you watch like three hooligans just beat the shit out of an old man. Yeah. Um, it goes to our um, protagonist, and she's very Catholic. And showing the state of the Catholic Church, everyone's already disrespectful and rowdy, and yeah, kids are like playing with each other. Somebody's reading the newspaper. Yeah. So a couple people are falling asleep. Yeah, that's about what I remember from church. <laughs> and uh, she—it's it, crazy because she's Catholic, but then she also works at a uh, Planned Parenthood. Inconceivable Catholics being cool with Planned Parenthood—that's kind of inconceivable for the most part. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. It's. I'm going to blank a statement. I think most Catholics are not cool with Planned Parenthood. It's so funny because of your wife being about Catholic, too. 
Yeah, she's the outlier. <laughs> there sure. are always exceptions to the rule. Yes. It just, I want everyone to keep that in the back of their head as Jariah talks more and more about how he like hates religion and stuff. Yeah, just my wife is Catholic, yeah. <laughs> devout, in fact. Not, yeah, yeah. not just like, oh yeah, she believes. She's pretty devout. Yeah, she's real Catholic. <laughs> Don't know how this worked out at all. But... <laughs> I mean, it's almost an opposite to track with you and your wife, let's be honest. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, she ends up having a conversation about like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the church isn't even real, and God's not real. Or... The church isn't real. It like fades away. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. Maybe like, I should. Maybe, maybe I have no faith left. Yes. Yeah, and then her coworker really wants to get in her pants. I guess. Oh, her coworker's just a coworker. I don't know. I don't know. Coworker is like, ah, oh, you know, you need a dick. Or a vagina, maybe. <laughs> I mean, her coworker is trying to hook her up with like a bunch of different guys. <laughs> just so, it's more just like a oh, vagina. Like, just make me, it sound like she wanted to. That's fine. It's whatever. So whatever goes works for her, you know. Um, and then in the middle of the night, she's woken up. Yeah, uh, she just hears something go oh, in the middle of the night and pulls out a bat, and then fire starts in her yeah. bedroom. Mm-hmm. And it's Alan Rickman. It's yeah. Snape. <laughs> it's Snape himself. <laughs> He's come to get Harry Potter. Um, and he's like, hey, you're going to be visited by like some. The three wise men. <laughs> two prophets. By two prophets. Uh, and you can follow them or not follow them. Really up to you, but we could really use your help. All right. See ya. Oh, and he also goes into how angels can't like drink liquor and angels stuff. Angels can't drink. They don't have genitals. Yeah, they don't have yeah. genitalia. The way that things are supposed to be to work with it. I do like the whole, or what he says of just like the. Because he's the Metatron, uh, he's the voice of God, and she has no idea what he's talking about. He's like, whenever somebody claims that they've spoken to God, they're speaking to me, or they're speaking to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Just very good. Yeah. Uh, and get introduced to all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's that. You get a little bit of exposition dump about how uh, Bethany can't have kids and how she kind of blames God for that. And he's like, oh, so you have a scuffle with God, and so now you're not going to help, even though you have proof right in front of you that God exists and that is asking you for help and you're uh, squabbling about your own little worries about that. Like, yeah, get over it. Mm-hmm. Is what he basically tells her. There's two angels. If they go through the arc in the New Jersey, the arch. Vatican. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then uh, they'll prove God wrong and, and everything and existence. Yeah. Uh, I forget the exact rules why, but it's something like the church says like, Hey, if you come through on this day, you'll be cleansed of your sins or whatever. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, it would cease to exist because if they do that, they'll be let back in heaven because they have no sins because they've been cast out because these are like the uh, death angel and another angel, I guess. And a whole, yeah, another angel. Uh, anyways, but yeah. And so if they get let back in, it proves God wrong, but God's infallible. So if they prove that God isn't infallible, then everything ends. Because yeah. that would make God a liar. <laughs> Everything you know is wrong. Yes. Left basically. is right, up is down, and short is long. Yes. 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 As Weird Al put it. As Weird Al would put it, yes. <laughs> they should have got Weird Al on the soundtrack. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I think that song came out after this movie, though. I think so, yeah. By like seven years or something, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, Weird Al's so weird because, like, he made yeah, music I agree. for like. F- <laughs> <laughs> he made music for like forty years, he so really like did, it's yeah. hard to remember because like all his songs don't sound like they're from different time periods, really, other than the fact of what they're parodying. Yeah, that's true. Where else cool? Where else cool? Yeah, yeah. I like where else still. Uh, but yeah, 
so you get introduced to these angels and they're talking about the thing in the paper. They're like, hey, man, we should definitely do this because I just want to be let back into heaven. And one angel doesn't tell the other angel, like, eh, also, existence might end. <laughs> oh, we don't know if he knows that yet. I feel like he knows it. I feel, I don't know. I feel like he does. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. They're Maybe on not yet, mission. but yeah, they're they're on their mission to go back home, basically. Yeah, they're in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. They're in Wisconsin. Equivalent of hell, apparently. Yes, they're no, no, ban- worse. Yeah, just, worse. So, uh, said the angels of hell? No, worse. Wisconsin. Yeah, they were banished to Wisconsin, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they're able to wi- uh, leave Wisconsin is because God is knocked out. Yeah. And stuck in a human body. And uh, otherwise, they'd be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's basically three groups from here on. Bethany's group. The two angels, and then the Azrael's group. Azrael? Azrael. Azrael, that Metrion sent those. Uh, (laughs) And he uh, is a devil, demon. He's just a demon. A demon. A demon who we learn much later on in the movie is a muse or was a muse. Yeah, controls kids. Kind of, yeah. It never really explains. I guess they're also demons. There's demon hockey players. Yeah. Yeah. Or hockey Uh, players. Stygian triplets. Is what they're yeah uh, labeled as, but like it's just a weird thing. Yeah, they're like the antithesis of like the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit, the, the mother, the daughter, <laughs> and the unholy it's, it's just living. Seems, it seems like a weird way for Kevin Smith to just force hockey into it because he has to force hockey into everything. At it's, least in that time, he did. Like the law where like if you make a cartoon in Canada, you have to have X amount of ca- Canadian stuff in it. He's not even Canadian. This wasn't even filmed in Canada. This was filmed in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was sorry. I think I looked up one of the actors were Canadian. There was just... probably a bunch. There's of a couple, Canadian, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, it's just he loved hockey at the time. He was obsessed with it. I think he still likes hockey, but he doesn't talk about it constantly like he used to. Uh, I think in all like his I don't first. Know, how's his team been doing? That could be why. <laughs> maybe <laughs> in like his first five movies hockey is like a center of everything it's he still wears hockey jerseys everywhere anyway um and yeah so you follow their paths slowly throughout the whole thing um bethany 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 the yeah girl. the uh, main protagonist like the bible she is gonna get jumped one night after leaving work by the three hockey players and jay and silent bob save her in the most 60s live action Batman way possible. <laughs> Just missing the wham kabam. Honestly, Thank yeah. You, Which was in Mall Rats. So, is that the best part about Mall Rats? That's yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mall Rats isn't good. One Mall Rats is just so close to my least favorite Kevin Smith movie. Man, Jersey Girls that bad, huh? Jersey Girls just boring. This is boring. And so, we're following them and they get jumped and they do the whole fighting thing. And this is when the most unlikable Jay in all of the View Askewiverse is shown because he just really wants to have sex with Bethany. And that's all he talks about. And it's very annoying. <laughs> I think he is easily the least unlikable written in this movie over every other movie he's in. Least unlikable? Most, most unlikable, unlikable, you mean? Most unlikable, yeah. I think he is the most unlikable Jay in all of the iterations where jay is in it i mean i guess it counts what you like jay for but he is also super horny in jane silent bob strike back he's kind of horny in all of them he's yeah. horny but i think, I think in this differ- one well the difference between this movie and the other movies i've seen with him in it uh he's usually around guys more yeah. in the other movies he is around yeah. guys a lot more and then the ones where he is around women at least one of the women is like finds him slightly charming because he's an idiot 
and in this one he's just seems rapey to me <laughs> so i don't like it very much he does have some funny lines so like he's still charming to watch but he's just not i don't like his his writing that was 99 thing. it was 99 yeah yeah um so they're off on their journey and jay demands to drive which i think is one of the funniest things in the movie and it's like what gear are you in what do you mean gear and they're like going 90 miles an hour the car breaks down like what how am i supposed to know about gears i've never driven before <laughs> it's just a good line <laughs> It's a dumb way, but one way that makes sense to, like, kind of slow down their pace. Yeah. And, like, make it to where, like, oh, yeah, like, they, they're still, like, on the clock. They need to get there before the angels, but the angels are steadily making their way there still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when Chris Rock falls out of the sky for them. Yeah. And he... Men like us just don't fall out of the sky, you know? Falls out of the sky. Big tittied, uh, yeah, big tittied, yeah, big tittied women just don't fall out of the sky, you know? <laughs> that's a really good line as well. Um... But yeah, it's Chris Rock. He was the thirteenth apostle. He does Chris Rock stuff. Yeah, he does Chris Rock. He does all the Chris Rock things from the nineties that you remember. He's entertaining to watch. He's still Chris Rock. Yeah. And he was Rufus, the thirteenth apostle that you've never yeah. heard about because he was black. Is his thing that he goes on about. And you know who else was black? Jesus. But they don't talk about that. They whitewashed him. They whitewashed Jesus. That's <laughs> fucked up. Imagine if in real life they whitewashed Jesus. <laughs> Could you imagine? Good thing that in real life Jesus is a dirty blonde, blue-eyed <laughs> white guy. With abs. With abs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. have, you ever, have you ever seen the picture of like the Korean uh, churches? Oh, Jesus? yeah. No. He's fucking buff as shit. That's amazing. Lots <laughs> <laughs> to show you some of those. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, movies is here because it's got to be in all of them. Yeah, I think this is when movies movies gets introduced actually. Yeah. But yeah, they just introduce them as like this big conglomerate, like basically it's, this this universe if, is McDonald's basically. Not even it's what if McDonald's was also Disney? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Which going forward, movies is just fast food restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is more fun and much better. Robbie's showing me a picture of. Holy fuck! That is. That is Hulk Hogan Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jesus... I mean, they're closer to where that's Jesus Korean was. Jesus. It's true. That's very true. <laughs> they may... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Movie... And then, like, this is where the... or Well, a bit before this is where the executive scene Jirai was talking about. It is a really good scene. It is. Yeah. It's just a board of CEOs, so, you know, the scum of the earth. Yeah, basically. Only slightly above lawyers quote-unquote he like goes around the table ben affleck's character goes around the table and his whole thing is he like talks people through why they're so terrible and uh he goes one by one telling them all of the terrible things they did and he gets the head ceo and he's like and you i can't even mention what you did out loud and like whispers into his ear and then matt damon's like and he was your fucking son which is like a good line unless you kind of into the idea of what was going on but it's just a really good it's a fun good scene. scene also <laughs> there's one ceo that's free of sin yeah, yeah one which board i don't member. buy for a second but, no you know but it, it it leads to an amazing joke because he uh matt damon when he's in the middle of one of his speeches he sne- he sneezes and then like stops looks around and it's like an awkward thing you think is like just that's a weird cut going on and then he goes on with his speech and then after he's killed all of the other ceos because he's the hammer basically to the whole yeah. thing he it can only kill people who are the full ar- of sin the archangel I think Loki, but it's called uh, Loki. Yeah. Uh, right. He's like, basically the original angel of death. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to, I thought they were called archangels. The ones that actually archangels. Like, yeah. The yeah. ones that actually like did God's will or whatever. I believe you're right. Um, 
And so he kills everybody in there, and he's like, goes up to her. He's like, would you like a piece of gum? She's like, no. He's like, come on, come on, take it. You're you're completely fine. You are without sin. You are amazing. But you didn't say bless you when God I sneeze. Bless you. God bless you when I sneeze. And he's about to shoot her, and then Ben Affleck is like, come on, we gotta go. He's like, like Loki. You're getting off easy this time. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be one of my favorite scenes in this movie was the boardroom scene. It's I got so it. fun. Is that something so you good. guys had to experience a lot? The fucking God bless you shit? Not as much. <sighs> Not really. It was more of just like bless you was uh, fit the bill just fine. But yeah. it was extremely rude. Like I got yelled at once for not saying bless you when somebody sneezed. Yeah. Like you were expected to say it if someone sneezed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ugh. like i I encountered a bit of the like god bless you type people but not Mm -hmm. like long yeah no to this day i still just say bless you because kazoon tight's a fucking mouthful i say salud yeah that's yeah it works too uh i usually tell people cover your fucking face (laughs) how did you get in here (laughs) (laughs) all things very effective (laughs) now i think the most that me and dry uh, had to deal with growing up was uh saying gosh darn it and god damn it was the same thing because mm-hmm. I got yelled at by my grandma once for saying gosh darn it because not to take the Lord's name in vain that's yep. why you gotta go motherfucker no Lord's there <laughs> no, not a single Unless Lord mother referred to Mother Mary they can tell Ooh. if you thought that they can tell grandparents <laughs> always know <laughs> uh, but yeah all is going on and the demon guy Azaziel or whatever his name Azriel. is Azriel. Uh he's, Undertale he's still just, he's still just Doing his villainous thing. Yeah, he's just in the back of me like, ooh, rubbing my hands together. Evil yeah. plot. Uh, basically, like, you three can't take on two guys from Jersey, so we're going to have to call in some extra help. Yeah. Anyways, they go to a strip club. Yeah. Yep. That's where it- they meet the muse. Yes. I do kind of like how they did that, because, like, there's no reason for them to be there, and Bethany points that out, and, like, Rufus is just like, it's a long story. Yeah. He's just like, why are you guys here? Prove this fucker I ain't gay. What? It's a long story. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah. Because like, it's real dumb. It's basically, there's a story behind that, but they're not going to tell you. Like, they don't need to exposition dump that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what played by uh, Selma Hayek? Yeah. Yeah, is the muse. Uh, Selma Hayek is always, and she's, she's great. She's fun. Yeah. Uh, Which I guess she's the muse serendipity is probably the yeah. Yeah, better way to put it. But yeah, she's a muse. Yeah. And during all of this stuff in the strip club, uh, the gang gets along and gets, puts Jane Silent Pop in the gang, which is dumb. And then a shit monster attacks. Yeah. Like literally. a, a monster just literally made out of shit. Literally a monster made out of shit, yeah. And it's a gross. It's a shit monster. It's yeah. exactly what you think it is. Like Scooby-Doo. It's not subtle. No. <laughs> Has horns and everything. Yeah. Yep. They, they actually were like... So the people who got crucified, like the bad ones, uh, this, is, this is what becomes of them. They like <laughs> decay in the earth and become shit. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Silent Bob just sprays some air freshener on it and yeah, knocks it, was, it out. Knocks out all odors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> knocks out strong odors. Why do you carry this? And then Jade farts and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they get out of there and go on to their journey. They're like, all right, let's keep going. They get on a train. Serendipity does not join them. No, because no, she's there to... Uh, she has to yeah, figure she, something she, out. Uh, if I can get anything out of Poop Boy, I'll talk to you guys again. Yeah. There to not investigate him, whatever that word is. Yeah. Also reveals that the Bible's bullshit or whatever. Not bullshit, but <laughs> very heavily editorialized. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it goes into the thing, which is uh, a fair it, critique of 
well, where was Jesus between the ages of, tw- uh, what was it? Tw- 12, and 12 and 30. That yeah. is not yeah. what she talks about. No, no that's, that's brought up by Chris Rock, though. Yeah. Um, much later. Is it much later? Yeah, yeah this well, is where uh, she's like, mostly... God was a woman. Yeah, God was a woman, because, oh, yeah. like, first he talked about how Jesus was black, and then she talked about how God is a woman, because it's editorialized by a bunch of white men. They want to make Jesus right. white, and they want to make God a man instead of a woman, so that way they make men seem more important than women. Yeah, she, yeah. she also is the reason for 19 out of 20 of the biggest blockbusters. <laughs> Except for Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> Which somebody sold their soul for that, which I thought was funny. Um, so, yeah, the other thing I was talking about later. Um, They're on a train now. They go onto a train, and... Another really fun scene mm-hmm. is when they go onto the train and they're hanging out, and Janet and Silent Bob are talking to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's character. Here's yeah, Loki and Bethesda. Bartleby. Bar- Bartleby. Oh, yeah, Bartleby. Bartleby. Yeah, Loki and Bartleby. And they're sitting there talking, and nobody knows who each other is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all such. He's just like, hey, this is uh, like Larry and Greg or whatever. Larry and Barry or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Larry and Barry. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so Jay says you're trying to sleep with him? Yeah, which is also very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best. It, yeah, it's the best of joke of like he's trying to sleep with Bethany so hard in this yeah. movie. Um, but this I feel like this train scene is honestly so fucking tense. It is really yeah, and it's also just really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Like not not to like discredit uh Kevin Smith, but like <laughs> it is a very different kind of scene. It is, yeah. Than the traditional style. Yeah, because it is there, and they're, like, all just talking and, like, saying, like, yeah. what they're doing, what they're up to, and nobody knows who each other is, and they start, like, uh, Bethany starts putting out, like, more and more things until Barlby, like, figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, they're having, like, a very genuine conversation about, like, she talks about her husband and how, like, he left her, and he's kind of talking about how, like, he was dumped once, and he's more or less talking about, like, how he got kicked out of heaven. gay. Yes. Yeah, and he's definitely not gay, but like he met, or him and Loki met in the service together. Yeah. So like things that would make sense to humans, but like kind of beating around the bush where he's not technically lying, but he's not technically telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a good scene. It, it is. is so good, honestly. I think what I liked about that is like Loki's just pretending to smoke weed with Jay and Son of Bob and like just kind of <laughs> going along with the motions. Like, yeah, this is definitely what they're doing. Cause like, you know, whenever Jay starts doing like the on Such, the table, I don't even know if that's going to pick up, but whatever. Maybe. <laughs> But, uh, like, you know, starts patting on the table. And so, like, he kind of hides his head underneath the table and pretends to smoke a bit. And then, like, hands his j- joint back to him and starts beating on the table again because that's what they did. So Yeah. It's so dumb. Kind of like so a monkey great. see, monkey do while this kind of heart-to-heart conversation is happening between Bethany and Bar- or Bartleby. Yeah, Bartleby. Bartleby. <laughs> do you think angels can smoke weed? No, they can't consume. Why? Because were- Alan Rickman said that earlier because they got well, that was dr- just the alcohol. Yeah, but it's considered to be like a mind-altering substance. And so, also this is like before, like back whenever weed is still considered to be like a terrible thing. Yeah, but weed wasn't illegal until white people learned black people did it. Like the angels <laughs> are way behind that. Uh, but like, I don't know if you noticed, but anytime any of the angels eat, like when Bartleby in the beginning of the movie, he was eating popcorn, he was spitting everything out. So mm-hmm. like he can't, they can't consume. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Alan Rickman. Like whenever he, like he would take in some of the heel in his mouth and spit it back out. Yeah. Because- yeah. Because they got drunk and had that idea and then went against God and got sent back to Wisconsin, that made it to where angels could no longer consume. Yeah, I just thought they meant specifically alcohol. Uh, no, it's just if you pay attention, they just can't do anything, which is it's fun because there's like small little details in there. They're like, doing that the whole time, but you don't really think about it until you think about it, which is yeah, it's good. 
There's actually a lot of really fun background stuff in this movie that I never noticed before. Until you watched it with like, your adult eyes. Yeah, like in the airport, one of the first first things you get with Loki and Bartleby, the he's Loki talking to a nun, being like, "You just need to go live your life. Like, yeah. get out of the nunnery. You need to go and and find a man or a woman, get drink and smoke, and just enjoy your life because life is short." And yeah, then, go, go ahead and take this donation money that you've been gathering for the church and buy yourself a nice dress with it. For the church, it was like for a. <laughs> like a charity yeah or whatever it was and then later whenever Barbie and loki are like walking along talking you see the nun in the background with a giant beer and smoking and just like dancing around it's so fun <laughs> i'd never noticed it before it was really mm. good uh but yeah on this train thing there a huge fight breaks out and Barbie and loki get kicked off the train by silent bob yeah by, by silent bob because silent bob is the most useful person in the whole thing quite honestly you think it would be the guy sent from heaven you would think right <laughs> yeah it, that's honestly the case in any of the action things where uh, Jay and Silent Bob are in them. Uh, Silent Bob's the only one doing anything. No, Jay did some fight. He did some the, fighting. In the start. But uh, in Mallrats, Silent Bob is just Batman. So <laughs> literally, literally kind of. Is that why you got like Smoke Man or whatever in Chasing Amy? He has a utility belt. Yeah. But yeah, it's based off of that. It's dumb. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's fine. a whole dumb thing. Yeah. It's allowed to be dumb. Kevin Smith loves comic books. Um, I mean, when you think about it, Jesus is basically like a superhero. He's basically Superman. Yeah. Yeah. He is basically Superman, not the other way around. Yeah. yeah. He's basically Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. So uh, Rufus is like, hey, uh, let's get off this train. You don't see it. There's camping now. It's yeah. like, well, I don't see why I had to get off the train. He's like, well, when the enemy knows where you're at, you you be not there. <laughs> and so they're camping now. And that's when Rufus has the big talk with Bethany about, like, Jesus and all these books were taken out. And how... Yeah, when he was 12, he was told he's the son of God by uh, Snape. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, super unfair. And, like, you ever wonder about why all those years were taken out? It's because it didn't follow what they were trying to say about Jesus. It, was, is, it wasn't following uh, Jesus. It was following his brothers and sisters. Yeah, which is actually true. Yeah. There's a lot of lost books that have come out uh, even since this movie came out and like yeah. kind of prove exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's like a lot of the Dead Sea Scrolls that came out. And like some people are saying they're lost books of the Bible. Other people are saying they're basically like Bible fan fiction. The, like the Mormon thing, Bible. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people actually do compare it to the Mormon Bible. Oh. Um, there's that. But there's also like a lot of lost pages that are hidden in the Vatican and nobody's allowed to see them. Yep, probably shows Jesus being black, smoking a blunt. <laughs> and that's whenever <laughs> Jesus just started drinking all of the alcohol and he was smoking a blunt. And that's, he loved wine. That was his he lost, thing. He, the reason it was off, he didn't remember anything that happened between 12 and 30. <laughs> he just parted. He's like, I can do anything I want. All the water's wine now. <laughs> anyway, sacrilege aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it talks about like, Jesus' siblings, and Bethany, this entire time, is like, why does it have to be me? Why does it have to be me? And he's like, Bethany, you're Jesus' great, 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 great niece. So she's Bethany Christ, really. Yeah. I forget what Bethany does in the actual Bible. I think it's something similar. No idea. Don't remember? Don't even remember Bethany, honestly. I would have to look it up. She has like the, she, like the, the blue book, <laughs> the the other important book the in blue the Bible book that describes how uh, much your New car Testament? is worth. No, 
can't remember what it is. No <laughs> a lot of my knowledge man. comes from how it gets put into Buddy of Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> well, this looks a little weird then. Your knowledge is a little off, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, you get a really nice speech from Alan Rickman here, actually. Yeah. About how much of, like, she asks, like, why didn't you tell me beforehand? And he says, like, could, or would you believe me if I would have told you beforehand? And, like, how she said, like, I can't do this. This is too much. And he's like, you know, he said the same thing. And I had to tell to him whenever he was 12. And he always just told me about how unfair it was. And if I, it was possible for me to take it back, I would have. Yeah. It's and it's like, then really I would with good. you, too, because this is it's unfair for you to carry such a big burden. But it's still one that you're going to have to carry. Mm -hmm. You ever like read Shazam comics is kind of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good though. Alan Rickman yeah, yeah. is fucking so good. He's really good in this movie. It's like, I mean, I assume a lot of it's probably just because I haven't seen more stuff he's in, but like it is a shame. He's mostly known for being Snape. Yeah, that's that was his yeah. Snape and what's his face in Die Hard? Whatever his name. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. I was he was the villain in Die Hard. I yeah. don't remember. The his trick name. they don't tell you is all the Harry Potter actors are actually really good, but you have to get him out of Harry Potter. Yeah, that's actually the I case. Mean, fucking Daniel Radcliffe's known for being Hans Gruber. That was his name. Hans Gruber. Yeah. I had to look it up. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe is incredible now. Yeah, he just has to have to know that he is part of Harry Potter. Yeah, as Rowling continues to dig her grave more and more. Boy, she sure fucking does. But I think that's the thing with like a lot of Harry Potter characters. Like they had to prove that they could do more than just the harry potter series yeah yeah him and uh what's her face Hermione. emily watson yeah. yeah uh really went out of their way immediately to be like i'm not just this fucking harry potter right. character <laughs> they they were very adamant about that is that thing with daniel radcliffe where he has like guns taped to his hand guns akimbo it came out it came out i never yeah. watched it people say it's super fun we should watch it okay i'd be down for that yeah i only know it because you know the leaked images or whatever just oh, went yeah. all around the yeah. internet <laughs> yeah i hear it's like a super fun movie honestly i mean yeah. like that swiss army man uh even horns like he just did whatever he could that was just so much different than that to show like he He's had weird owl and the weird owl biopic yeah. which i also hear is fun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh they actually compare him a lot to uh, uh daniel radcliffe and elijah guy? wood oh. because they mm -hmm. both were in like a super huge series wherever they technically didn't have to work anymore but they just did whatever they wanted to acting wise afterwards yeah, Elijah Wood just owns a horror production studio now and produces a bunch of indie horror movies and games. I think the guy who played uh, Edward in Twilight's starting to do that too. Oh, he's super, super branched out. Uh, he immediately yeah. went and did every indie you movie. You know what he's in? What he's in? The new Miyazaki movie, yeah, The Boy nice. and the Heron. He voices the Heron, and there's a story about how he got it because, like, the direct the people doing the English dubbing apparently heard that he was going to do it, and they're like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> And he, like, the moment he goes there, he's like, you got to hear my, like, old weird person voice. And, like, played it to him on, like, re these recordings he made himself. And the <laughs> guy was like, this guy is, like, clearly way, like, super excited to do this. That's fun. And if you watch, the, like, I've seen the trailers, he's fucking, like, nails it. You would not guess it's him. Oh, that's awesome. I sh we should watch those probably after so you can see that. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dogma. Uh, dogma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're kind of all, everybody's on their last stretch. Uh, they all are on their way to uh, the they, church. They, uh, what is it? Matt Damon's kind of questioning if they well, should really do this. Yeah, Matt, yeah. Uh, Loki starts questioning everything of like, maybe we should just walk away. The things they're talking what, about. Yeah, did you hear they said everything's gonna 
cease existing. It's like, I just wanted to go home. If everything's going to stop, we should just leave. I think I'm done with this. Yeah. And Bartleby's like, fuck you. We're doing this. I don't care what's going to happen. We deserve to go home. Yeah. Goes on this huge monologue about how uh, God has infinite patience for human, but then like just throws them to the side because they're just servants that are, aren't like are meant to be seen, but not heard like all this stuff about how humans had it so much easier than angels. And he's like, you know, I've heard someone talk like this before. Like you're starting to sound a lot like Lucifer and like, I'm going home. This has gone too far. And he's just like, we're going home and nobody's going to stop us. Mm -hmm. And that's whenever Loki is just stuck at this plan. Now. Yeah. And then it's around that time, um, Metatron, the voice of God, uh, gets everyone says, like, I'm kind of running out of ideas. And that's whenever Jay says, like, hey, how about we just talk to the Catholic priest guy and, like, maybe he'll just shut down the church. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they go to do that. And he doesn't, obviously. Yeah. No. Uh, but he does have a golf club that they steal. They yeah. steal his driver. They steal his driver. And then they get taken by Azrael. Azrael. And a scene that's pretty fucking long-winded and pretty boring, I feel like. Yeah, of him just doing his villainous monologue about how he's about to win. And how he's not a Bond villain. Yeah, I think it ends in a fun way, but it's too it long. It ends and starts in a fun way. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's too long. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Most one of it's scene. it's just him sitting. Yeah, this is the one scene where I'd be like, you could cut a lot of this out, actually. You could. But, you know, then Jason Lee wouldn't get his villainous monologue. Yeah, and Jason Lee's fun, so that's yeah. fun, yeah. I guess. So, but. Yeah, he was amused, and during the Holy Wars, he basically just refused to take a side, and everyone, God decided that everyone who just refused to take a side should just go to hell. Yeah, if you're not on my side, you're on the other side. I mean, it's the, there's a lot to talk about people who just, like, stay neutral Yeah, and all that. Um, But he crawled his way out of hell, made it back, uh, and just is like... I just, yeah, just stop existing. It would be great. Uh, you ever been to hell? Fucking sucks. <laughs> would not recommend. I'll do anything to just not exist if my other option is to be in hell. And so he's the one who set Bartleby and Loki up for all of this. He sent them news clippings to get them onto this track and stuff like that. And he's the one who knocked God out and put him in the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, stuck in the body in a coma. And uh, yeah, uh, they end up going into this whole thing. And he's very pious and pompous. And he's like, go ahead, hit me, hit me with that fucking golf club. I'm a fucking demon. What do you think is going to happen here? And so Silent Bob hits him with the golf club, and then it turns out the golf club was best blessed by the Catholic, the priest. Catholic priest. And he's like, of course he would. Anything to get one up on his game. Uh, and so he ends up dying, and then Bethany blesses the sink and kills the three hockey player guys. I mean, it sounds like he should have just went to the church and just, like, grabbed some holy water if he just wanted to die, die. Yeah, seems like he could have just done that. He probably just goes back to hell. Yeah, I, I was imagine. gonna say. I have a feeling he probably just does go back to hell. Yeah, probably. Which it is quite possible that like whatever body he was in, like that was just like some random body that he possessed. Because uh, earlier, whenever he does talk to Loki and uh, Bartleby, like he's like, "How did you get out of hell?" It's like, "Oh, I just told him I was doing a standard possession." Listen, you guys gotta listen to me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, like, maybe that was a body that he just possessed while he was up there. That makes sense. And also, whenever he's crushed with the golf club, there's just goo inside. Yeah, it's so black. it's just black goo. Yeah, that makes sense then actually. Um, I wonder how much of Supernatural they got, like, ideas from this, actually. Because I feel like so much of Supernatural is... Hey, maybe. It's, like, a lot. Aren't a ton of the seasons of Supernatural basically just angels versus demons? So much of it. Basically, after season four, it's basically just angels and demons with the occasional monster episode thrown in. Do they ever fight a Chupacabra? Yeah. Okay. What episode is that? I should... Fucking, <laughs> I don't know. There's, like, 200 episodes <laughs> per season. And it's like 20, I think the lowest a season has is 13. They're all hour fucking long. 
there's 15 seasons, and there's an anime. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's and a, a Scooby-Doo episode. And a Scooby-Doo, which is fucking great. Scooby-Doo episode's great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're at the climax, and Bartleby is just lifting everybody up at he's the just church. He's killing people. Yeah, yeah he's just randomly He goes in there and like talks about the wrath of God and then starts killing people in front of the church because they're all a bunch of sinners and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and by the time Bethany and group get there, uh, Loki has cut his wings off and he's drunk because that makes him human if he cuts his wings off. And he's like, yeah, uh, I ran out of people a while ago. So he just started flying around the street, picking them up and dropping them. He's just, uh, this is what centuries worth of repression is. If only they let us masturbate. <laughs> and uh, Barbie comes down and uh, ends up killing Loki after a speech because Loki tries to stand up. He's like, I'm not letting you do it. I'm not going to let you do it. I'll fight you. But he's drunk, so he can't do anything. And uh, Barbie stabs him and kills him. And then Jay accidentally shoots Barbie's wings off with an Uzi. That not they accidentally. He he does it on purpose, but he's just an idiot. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say before that, like, uh, there's that speech because like they're trying to stop him, but they can't because he's an angel, so they can't really do anything against him. Yeah. Um, Jay tries sleeping with Bethany because earlier on in the movie he said like if there's only we if we only have five minutes left to live, then will you sleep with me? And she says under the unlikely circumstances that we're all gonna die and we only have five minutes to live, sure, why not? You're kind of telling on himself at that point though. Yeah. <laughs> but like. <laughs> He's like taking off his pants while she says like we're all about to die and like trying to put on a condom and blah blah blah. And he's like, come on, you don't want to be like uh, John Doe down in the hospital who, uh, who got beat or uh, beat or uh, comatose. Yeah, comatose. And she's like, it's like, wait, which hospital? Like, oh, the one down the street. Uh, the place they got beat up at. Do they have ski ball there? Because they uh, said that God is like an avid ski ball lover. Yeah, it takes one month out of every year to go and play ski ball. Yeah, <laughs> gives all the winnings to the to the children or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just funny. <laughs> But yeah, and like she asks, Does, do they have skee-ball there? He's like, yeah. And like she kisses him and then like runs towards the hospital and tells Silent Bob, come with me. And like whatever you do, just like make sure that he doesn't get into that church. And yeah. his way of trying to keep him getting into that church is by shooting an Uzi at him with apparently infinite rounds. It's a million and two bullets, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it tells him to count. You guys are supposed to count. <laughs> if you can, it's the exact amount of bullets that Uzi has. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Uh, anyway, uh, clips the wings off of Bartleby. Yeah. And then Bartleby starts walking his way to there. But while, while he's doing that, Bethany goes to the thing, unplugs all the stuff from the guy who was knocked out, awakens God, but in the process gets hit by a holy light, I guess. Something. I don't really understand how she gets murdered. Holy light. Holy light, I yeah. guess. That's the weakness of all... Uh, religious holy people is, <laughs> it, it's like pokemon where like ghost types do strength against ghost oh yeah, types. yeah yeah it was just the weakness. she was I hit by yeah. yeah she was hit by the light of god so hard that it basically tore a hole in her i guess yeah psychic types are weak against light types i get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh also so the thing about the ultimate plan of the angels by the way is they go through the thing get blessed come back out and then are killed and that's the only way they could go to heaven yeah because yeah. they they'll kill be themselves. free of sin once they leave our uh, once they're inside the church yeah so they have to clip their wings to become human go inside the church be blessed to be relieved of sin so when they come out when they die they go to heaven yeah complicated plan. can't do suicide because that's the sinner's way out you could do suicide by cop apparently you could do suicide by cop yeah (laughs) is allowed a lot of lawyer rules for this whole plan to go through Uh uh-huh and uh, about to go and enter the church and then the doors bust open and it's god herself yeah and Alan Rickman, uh, the voice of God himself, himself. himself. <laughs> and the all the things that you think would happen happen. Yeah, it's it's the thing they kept talking about where like if you if God spoke to you, your head would explode. Yeah, with your five atoms, where they realize that. Yeah, which is funny. Fine, yeah. Um, 
Jay, they have to cover up Jay's ears, and Bartleby like drops to his knees, and he's like, "I'm I'm sorry, I'm so sorry." And uh, God speaks to him, blows up Bartleby's head, which is cool. It's fun. And uh, then God just dances around. It's Alanis Morissette, by the way. Yeah. Alanis yeah. Morissette plays God. I really, I really like this version of God that's just, like, so carefree and whimsical. Like, yeah, I totally buy that. She just takes a month off to play Skeeple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even, like, Alan Rickman even started at the early, it was like, God has a really funny, like, good sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Also, they bring Bethany there, and God's like, "Watch how you're healed." Yeah, just brings Bethany back to life and gives Bethany a baby. Yeah, and Bethany's like, "Wait, what's the point of everything in all existence?" And God just goes boop on her nose and leaves. Yeah, and leaves just smells so good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, all of the the Rufus goes away, and what's her face? Uh, serendipity. Serendipity. Goes up to heaven. God yeah. goes up to heaven. Alan Rickman goes up to heaven. Never gonna think of his name. He's Alan Rickman. <laughs> Doesn't need a character name. It's Alan Rickman. God damn it. The voice of God. The voice I mean, of God. Metatron also kind of just sounds like a Transformers name because that's his name in this. Yeah, I just keep thinking Megatron. So, uh, and they all go up into heaven, and then Jay and Silent Bob and Bethany. Bethany. It's chill. It's chill. That's kind of the end of the movie. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. It's a good end of the movie. Jay makes another bad joke about wanting to have sex with her. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does do that. Yeah, that pretty much what the movie ends on is him saying, "Hey, we can have sex until the third trimester." Yeah, and then it goes like, "Everywhere you look, <laughs> everywhere there's a sky in the sky." What actually <laughs> happens is it fades to black, and then Alanis Morissette song starts playing, yeah. which is funny because I never realized it was Alanis Morissette till now. And she goes everywhere. You look. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Like, it's just like a slideshow of all the characters, but it's so funny because it's so like arbitrary the order. Like it oh. starts with like the main characters. After that, it's just Kevin Smith's friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, it's Kevin Smith's friends that like, he puts cameos in for everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the clerks show up as their stunt doubles. <laughs> yeah, they they. So it's funny because you mentioned like it gets confusing when you think about this being in the Clerks universe. Yeah. Every movie you see in that with them in it, besides I think Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Back, uh, they're playing completely different characters. But they do have cameos in like all the Kevin yeah. Smith movies, <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah, it's very funny. There's just a bunch of clones of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, that's uh, Dogma. That's Dogma. E. Hi. What do you think of Dogma? Uh, no, it's really good. It's really funny. It's very Kevin Smithy. Very Kevin Smithy has all his DNA all over it. Mm-hmm. Someone should really get it tested. Um, <laughs> no, like and apparently it has the Weinstein's DNA all over it, so that's the reason why you can't tested. stream it everywhere. Yeah. Yes, Ugh. test it and get it therapy. Yeah, no, it's very like funny, very witty. There's a couple of like really parts that do make you like, oh yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, um, especially when in the context of this is 1999, which is like. It's funny to think about this movie coming out around the same time that the Pokemon panic, satanic panic is coming out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 90s was a strange time. It's so funny. I'm so glad like my mom never fell into like satanic panic shit. It sucked. She yeah. questioned if Minecraft was witchcraft a lot. <laughs> it has the word craft in it. So is it witches? Basically. Good. I like the, they also added witches later down the line, which, you know, that just adds a lot of confusion to her. <laughs> But no, yeah, it's really it's really neat. There's a lot of fun stuff to do they do with it. And I think 
I think like basically everyone with a sense of humor revolving religion would get a kick out of it. I think so. Um, obviously, like really devout people would probably be offended and not white. They were. Yeah. <laughs> well, they should read their book. <laughs> they, they, they don't, though, is the thing. They, <laughs> they really should, don't. They should look at what their book says. They just they The problem follow. is is that they have somebody whose job it is to read that book, uh, tell them what should be in that book and what they sh- it should mean, even though it's not very black and white and what, like, you're supposed to take it as your own personal relationship with Listen, the Lord, I'm but they don't always saying, take it that way. I see a lot of Catholics eating shellfish, and it definitely says don't do that. Says it way more. Don't eat shellfish than it says to not be gay. <laughs> it doesn't even. It doesn't even, it doesn't even say to be gay. It says don't lay with another man. And it says it once. It mentions so many times not to eat pork and shellfish. Yeah. It also says not to blend fabrics. It also says mm-hmm. not to cut your hair. Uh, it says not to lay with a woman after she's had her period. Like it, it says a whole lot of things. A Which lot like, more. That's than just like that. the la- don't wear white after a Labor Day thing, where it's like every day is after Labor Day except Labor Day. When are you supposed to do it? When you're supposed to feed the gremlin. It's always after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you get on a flight? It's the only time that they're ever hungry. <laughs> Everyone seems so good. It's great. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, this is a this was a really fun movie. Uh, it's not like the best movie or anything. No, not the best Kevin Smith yeah. for sure. I I think I give it an eight. Totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, Robbie. So like I said, uh, a lot of the monologues I do like because like I said, the whole idea of that is just to make you think. But they're like we said, a whole lot of devouts who got really angry about it because it made them think about their religion in a way that they were uncomfortable with apparently like I think a good example of something that that happened somewhat recently, a couple of years ago is that scientists started looking at, you know, when eclipses happen and like how in the Bible, there was the, an eclipse after Jesus was hung on the cross and they uh, brought it down to like, Oh, it may have happened this day in November. And a lot of uh, really devout people are like, even though it was proof that like, Oh, this is when he could have been crucified. They said no, because it wasn't in April whenever Easter is, yeah, and so it goes against their religion, even though scientists said, like, oh, it could have actually happened, but on this date, and they're like, well, the dates are wrong, so I, you're I wrong. I love, like, hey, here's the thing that points to this probably happening, and they're yeah. like, I refuse to believe it. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. <laughs> it's like, fuck you're... you mean, nuh <laughs> Which kind of shows, like, how people get very closed-minded about this, and this is yeah. a very open-minded movie about religion, which makes it a, a nice little movie, especially whenever it comes, and uh, being thought-provoking, too, during a time whenever... It was frowned upon to be thought-provoking on it the subject upon matter. To think. Kind of, <laughs> a yeah. A little bit. I mean, between this movie, like, it is pro-religion, but it makes you think about religion. It's pro-feminism. Um, it, it, it's pro-choice, <laughs> it's pro-choice. but it's pro-feminism. <laughs> it's pro-LGBT. Uh, it Like, it did a lot of things that, like, at the time were considered to be very, very taboo, enough so that he had to make a statement at the very beginning of this movie saying this movie is, like, satire. It is just meant to be funny. If God it exists, God has a sense of humor. And a lot of people still got angry about it because, like, how dare you make me think? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but it still is funny. Uh, I think probably my biggest gripe about it is, like, there's a couple scenes that are just kind of overacted, in my opinion, uh, especially with Bartleby. Like, um, Ben Affleck, like ben does Affleck have don't, that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Ben Affleck, great actor. He does overdo it sometimes in this movie. Yeah. But it is what it is. Also, like I said, some of the Deus Ex Machina stuff I think is kind of dumb. Like, the whole... Uh, things that just happened because it just is almost convenient. Yeah. Like how Bethany kind of like halfway or half ass, uh, blesses water. And it's enough to kill demons because like, she's the last seraphim. Like, I mean, sure. I why not? Or... Like, would you know how to bless water? If you were suddenly asked to do it, cross, make a cross. Yeah. Like... And that's all she is. She's like kind of made it like a half ass cross. Like what um, if I accidentally do it upside down? Does it on, does it become demonic water? Does it power them up? Like I, there's so many things. Turns into cum. Shit. 
<laughs> well, I'd probably still kill him. <laughs> Maybe? Yeah, you're right, probably Even if it's just out of embarrassment at that point. Uh, that, like, some of the Davis Ex Machina stuff felt unneeded. Like, killing Bethany just to bring her back. Yeah, felt dumb. like it was kind of dumb. And then also making her pregnant, because why not? Uh, like, that felt like, I'm sure at the time, people were just like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Because, like, all the things... Like Kevin... Not Kevin Smith. Fuck. Uh, Chris Rock has a lot of, like, really good speeches in this, along with some Hayek and Alan Rickman. They have some really good speeches. They're just, like, some thought-provoking stuff. Like, not so much giving you an answer, but just, like, as Chris Rock even says, it's, like, not so much a belief, but, like, an idea on yeah. the subject matter. I do like a lot of those speeches, too. But then, like, the stuff that has that 90 stank on it just really does have that 90 stank. So, like, some of it's funny. Some of it's not. It's just... So, some of it... I wanted to like give it a lower rating, so I wanted to give it a higher rating. I figured seven point five is right in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was Dogma. Talked about by us. <laughs> if you see the credits, you'll you'll get why that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um. All well, right. Was talked about. Was talked about by us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. E. Yes. We have a link tree. We do. L i n k t r dot e e slash l i p. Gives you links to our Instagram. Yep. Is that, that's all. Our that's, Instagram, our uh, Facebook, <laughs> and our video things. Our, yeah. It links to our Twitch page every Wednesday, most Thursdays, every Saturday. We play video games. Uh, Saturdays, Jariah is starting his game finally. It's the new year, new Jariah. By the time this comes out, uh, the first part will be up in the archive. Yep. And it's a, it's a classic from the DS, hi. Uh, by the time this comes out, will it also link to our new YouTube page? It already does. Okay. I was going to get to that in a bit. Okay. <laughs> you spoiled it, Robbie. God damn, damn it. God damn it, Robbie, uh, you son I'm of a sorry. bitch. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Saturday's Drive is playing. Uh, it's a classic from the DS era. Drive is going to be playing Ghost Trick. I don't never know heard it. of it. You have. I've talked about it. Don't worry, though. Don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, Wednesday. Drya should have just finished Cocoon. Cocoon. Maybe. Well, actually, no, not on Wednesday, you said. It might be earlier than the day before. It will have been finished by the time this comes out one way or another. Uh, Uh, Fair. He might be doing something special. Might be doing a different thing. Um, And then, of course, Thursday, Random Fidos. Me and D play random fighting games. Uh, Lately, we've been doing a thing where we'll start with a game we haven't played yet and then switch to random fighting games. Which I think is fun. Yeah, I like it. Um, it is it is a fun time. We play fucking weird ass fighting games you've never heard of, and weird ass fighting games you have heard of. You get Soul Calibur half the time. Yeah, I was gonna make the joke of like you gotta put the new game in there, so it's not Soul Calibur for the nineteenth time. It's been four, which is way more than it should be. There's fifty games on that it's list. Only been four, but that's three more than it should have been. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. There might be some uh stuff with Solian, who's been on the stream every now and then. Uh, so look forward to that. There's there's some playing stuff, guys, which is more than usual. Yeah, we actually have a lot of stuff coming out this year, which is crazy. Yeah, and of course there's archive. And speaking of stuff coming out this year, there is a new YouTube channel on that link tree, which is our highlight channel. Yeah, he's Shit. been working on it for a while. I have. I started this, I think, last year around this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the amount of work I've done seem, probably seems low, but, you know. It's it's editing. editing. Editing takes a takes long forever. fucking time, it and it, especially when it's like just hey, I got like forty five minutes here. Let's do some editing. Yeah, it's it's always gonna take a while. But yeah, so uh, of course the series starting is one of our biggest series we did. Last of Us. Yeah, uh, that should be 
every Friday for a while that we'll be uploading new episodes. Uh, the second one will come out tomorrow. Yeah. Look for that. Uh, I don't know how many parts it's going to be. Probably eight, possibly seven. Depends how funny we are. <laughs> um, and I plan to do more highlights. Uh, big one I want to do. I want to do a random Fido's highlights because there's some really stupid stuff that happens. Yeah. The last week we played, uh, I fucking drop kicked or not drop kicked. I Batista bomb D like three times in a row. <laughs> and another round, I just did light kick 50 times until he died. There was one where cats just cuddled to death, which I thought was great. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some great stuff. I'm going to put the fucking 70 times we played Soul Calibur in that highlight. <laughs> uh, and hey, watch that stuff. And if there's anything you guys want to see highlighted, leave a comment. Let me know. Yeah. Um, sure. I'm basically going to be on whatever I remember being kind of funny after yeah. Last of Us. And then after all that, he's going to just really buckle down and do a Half-Life 1 death highlight. So look now, forward to that. Only the deaths, none of the jokes. <laughs> Which would still be too long. It would be yeah. like five hours. <laughs> you would get some jokes in there because of how many times I died sometimes. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so look forward to that. I'm so excited that it's starting to come out. I've, I genuinely have been working hard on it. You have, yeah. Um, there's some funny moments. Go check the first one out. Even if you don't have time to watch all 45 minutes, uh, I put a timestamp in the comment. <laughs> it's one of the best moments of that entire playthrough for it's, sure. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, thank you guys. And please check all that out. Yes. Um, as for other podcast things, there's more podcast stuff coming out next month. We keep teasing it. I'm not going to give an exact date because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that still needs to be worked on for it. February 29th. <laughs> um but uh when we get closer to that we'll definitely be announcing it because i'm very excited about that we've been working on that for a little while so not nearly as long as east thing right uh the highlights um yeah i think that's everything uh thank you everybody yeah yeah for listening thank you robbie yeah thank you me yeah everybody out there have a great time glad to be back in the new year a lot of great stuff planned this year a lot of uh fun themed stuff we have for the podcast too yep so we got a lot of trying some new stuff yeah uh have a good one everybody talk to you next week bye bye bye, bye.